Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 13th year. It is the ninth episode, and uh, and we're almost at double digits. Jack, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm uh, five hours ahead, so feeling a little more uh, tired than I usually would when we record these, but uh, definitely doing pretty well. How are you doing down in uh, Puerto Rico? Things are good. It's been... Uh, exciting week of of work here um actually traveled some miles myself so so i've I've been getting out but i haven't haven't moved as far as you have so let's let's hear the story last time we talked to you was uh three days before your flight um so you know what what have you been up to the past past week um so on sunday uh, my mom and I drove down to JFK uh, International Airport in New York, New York. And uh, I flew out from there around 5 o'clock. This is my first flight ever by myself. Um, and it being an international flight during COVID, I was kind of worried going in uh, just about getting past all the COVID stuff and getting through customs and whatnot. But uh, it... It was really easy, honestly, especially in JFK. Uh, I know a lot of people have bad experiences. In fact, I was uh, in the waiting area in my um, gate, and there were some Irish uh, men like complaining about JFK, but uh, it went pretty smoothly. I arrived pretty early in Dublin. Did you sleep at all during the flight? I know that was uh, one of your no. things to do to confront. I watched like... most of Tenant, uh, but I couldn't really hear it because of the plain and terrible headphones that they gave us. So I'll definitely have to rewatch that because I was way too confused. Um, and I tried to shut my eyes a bit, but it was kind of just a rest. But I didn't end up being that tired, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got in to Dublin around 3.40, which is about 40 minutes before I thought I was going to get in. Um, 3.40 in the morning, I should say. I went through customs, and I annoyed the customs man, the first Irish person that I interacted with in Ireland, because I could not hear him at all, just through their like COVID plexiglass. So I kept having to ask him to re-ask his questions. He was just clearly so annoyed with me uh, and eventually just put his hand down, like gave me my passport back. It's like, just go. <laughs> so that's what I did. Uh, and then Alice and her dad came from the hotel and picked me up. And we drove all the way back to Ennis, which is in, uh, which is near the west coast of Ireland. So other side of the country, it took about two and a half hours, if I remember correctly. Got some uh, breakfast rolls on the way back. Tried some black pudding for the first time, which I thought was pretty good for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, what's black pudding? Uh, it's I'm pretty sure it's made with like pig's blood and stuff is what Alice said. Uh, I'm sure she'll clear it up. And if I get it wrong, she'll complain about me getting it wrong and not knowing anything. But You said pig's uh, blood? Yeah. A black sausage containing pork, pork dried pig's blood in that word. 
uh it's definitely just very uh it it's very dry and or that one that i had was very dry uh and it tasted very herbal almost like they definitely put a lot of spices in it and stuff so it's actually a really unique flavor i didn't hate it i don't know if i would put it in something but if it was like in something that i ordered at a restaurant i wouldn't ask them to take it out if that makes sense um so we went back we got to their house i think around five o'clock uh alice had to go to school um so while she was at school me and her mom jess went uh into ennis which is the town that she lives around a large uh, medieval town so super cool how like what's what's the size there uh so there's twenty five thousand people according to wikipedia um it's a pretty decent size like um town center area um but you can tell that the majority of the people definitely live outside of that town center it's a lot of shops and stuff um but it's just super cool because it's all everything is so old there's um a ton of cobblestone streets the buildings are insanely old like dilapidated uh churches and friaries and whatnot Mm -hmm. and just crazy old walls like everywhere and uh so we went and picked up some stuff for dinners so i went to a friary one of the days which is kind of like a uh, franciscan uh, church building and according to wikipedia once again because i couldn't remember it was established in the middle of the 13th century so they have some very very old buildings there uh, and yeah, that's definitely a pretty cool old. place to go to yeah uh, but me and her mom went and we got stuff for dinner and because it's a, a european town it's not like America where, I mean, there are big supermarkets, but uh, where we went, there was a very small butcher's uh, place. Next to it was a small fishmonger place. Next to it was a small bakery. Next to that was a small health foods place. Next to that was a small uh, veggie and fruit uh, farmer's market type place. So just a really cool experience that you don't really get in america uh and if you do it's usually kind of a a hipster type thing like this was clearly very genuine it's like standard yeah like the shops were literally probably as big or smaller than most people's bedrooms like they were very very small um so i that was just something that was super cool to me driving on the left hand side of the road although i'm not the one driving uh, it kind of scared me a bit the first few times I was in a car just because my brain wasn't really thinking like that. So I was like, why are we on the wrong side of the road? And then I realized we're not, uh, which I'll be posting pictures of. I will be posting uh, pictures of my first few days here. Uh, I'll be going to the UK or I'll be starting my journey, which will eventually end up in the UK tomorrow. So I'm going to kind of cut her up before that during that and then after that uh, this post will be a little different from the ones that i've been posting um about my national park trip there'll be less explanation more so just the pictures so definitely go check that out i should have that up hopefully by the time this is out i think i could 
get some good pictures up. So go check that out for sure. Um, Live now, abodemedia.org. Abodemedia.org. Just kind of the few other things that we've done that I thought were kind of interesting. Uh, Alice and I went out to a walk to find some goats because there's kind of a roaming goat herd in Ennis. And we went to these cliffs and uh, she was telling me how there's a goat skeleton at the bottom of the cliffs from one that had fallen and died at some point. But we weren't able to find that. But we did find a fully intact goat skull with like horns and everything just on the ground. So we were like, this is super cool. So we took it back to our house and uh, we're going to clean it off and it's going to be a little garden decoration. Uh, I'll definitely post a picture of Alice holding that because it's pretty cool, especially in October. Uh, you know, spooky seasons. Spooky season, indeed. Make sure you don't try to bring that across customs. Oh, no, I'm not bringing it home. It's just going to stay here. I don't think my parents would appreciate it as much as her parents did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then yesterday, Alice uh, took a day off school because they weren't really doing anything. A lot of people are on a field trip. And we went to uh, Galway, or as we would say it, Galway. And we saw the Spanish arch, which is not as impressive as you'd hope it to be. It's kind of just a very thick cobblestone wall with a arch that goes through it. And we just walked through that yeah. and uh, went to a museum about Galway. Or fuck, Galway. <laughs> uh, and then we went to the kind of coastline around there, walked on the beach a bit. Uh, went to a very Irish, like proper Irish pub. Very, very small tables, probably the size of a desk, like a very small desk. Very crammed. Uh, pictures all over the wall. We got some cider, but I just got some water. We took a train down, I should say. So that was just a really cool experience because obviously we have Irish pubs in the US, but they're just trying to imitate stuff like this. So to be in a authentic one i thought it was kind of funny right behind alice's head was a picture of jfk because uh, apparently i looked it up after and he had visited uh, galway at some point and him being the first catholic president obviously they loved him are are alice's family religious at all um no no okay not really uh but we did go to a the galway cathedral which is pretty cool, super cool stained glass. I should, uh, I'll add pictures of that to that post, so go check out the post. Uh, and they also had a mosaic of JFK, which is what made me look up uh, why there's so much JFK stuff around. Uh, and I think I got a picture of that too, so I'll also put that in the post. So definitely go check that out if you want to go see a JFK mosaic in the Galway Cathedral. That sounds cool. I wish I was at abodemedia.org right now. Yeah. And you could get email notifications, too, so you'd know when it's up. Well, not really, because I don't pay for the mail service, so <laughs> only you and I can get mail notifications. <laughs> well, maybe not then. But you can go back and regularly check it, and you can bookmark it if you exactly uh, if you want to. And you can expect it to be working 85% of the time. Yes, sir. Kind of other than that, I've... Uh, I've watched a pretty good amount of uh, football, or actually they call it soccer over here, so it's okay for me to call it soccer. Um, watched some Champions League games with her dad, 
which is pretty cool. Uh, I've been meeting a ton of her friends. Obviously, I had a late lunch, early dinner with a good number of her friends, which was pretty fun. Uh, just kind of hung out with a lot of people that I've met over the phone and are now meeting in person and going to all these places I've seen on the phone. So just really cool experience. Honestly, uh, a lot of this is, a lot of stuff is honestly visual, like the differences. So it's a little hard to really capture it all. So I think in terms not, of what you expected, was it, I mean, you've heard about it and like seen a whole lot of stuff through FaceTime and just keeping in touch with Alice. Is it Yeah. like, like, did you expect that it was going to be a certain way and it filled that expectation or? No, it's pretty similar. I didn't expect it to be like so. It's not like super different, but I didn't expect there to be these like medieval era walls like all over the place, like something that seems almost like stereotypically over the top European. Yeah, like it's, it's like, like actually just, yeah, it's just, nor it's literally all over the place. There's just these walls of, limestone that people built by hand hundreds of years ago and are just standing and it's yeah. literally all over the place and i should also mention we went to the burren if you want to look that up uh, also post pictures of it uh, there's a ton of like really cool limestone features here that uh kind of appear just because of all the so topsoil has been eroded from it uh, really cool stuff definitely go check out those pictures so in general, it's been it's it's been a smooth smooth week. You'd say you know pretty smooth travels, and you're comfortable. Yeah, definitely. Um, no major hiccups. Definitely, uh, as someone who's not uh, exactly a social butterfly, it's been kind of um, outside of my comfort zone to be meeting so many people. And going to so many places, especially kind of going out and just exploring the town alone. Just have and, yourself uh, a Guinness and you'll be in good shape. I did have some uh, non-alcoholic Guinness. So it seems like it's been, you know, so far so good. You mentioned uh, that you got the UK trip coming up or rather the England England trip coming up. So let's hear the, uh, the agenda for the next couple days of your three-week trip. So, yeah, tomorrow we are leaving after Alice gets home from school, uh, and we're going up to Donegal, which is the northernmost, one of the northernmost counties of the Republic of Ireland, and then after that we'll be going to uh, Giant Stepway, which is in Northern Ireland, so the UK, depending on who you ask, and then to Belfast, and then we'll be going over to Scotland. Uh, do Edinburgh, and then down to Sheffield, and then Alice and I will take a train to London. And then we're kind of unclear whether or not we'll go to where she grew up in Taunton, which is like southwest uh, England, or if we'll kind of go into Wales, that's pretty unclear, but we'll end up in Liverpool and then take the ferry back to uh, Belfast and then come back here and I'll be here for another week, so definitely a super exciting week i'm like so, so she's next week off right yeah so uh, you basically have a week a week like a road trip but not all on the road yeah and england or and the uk is obviously 
quite a bit smaller than the U.S. So, like, we're going to be driving a bit, but, like, not as much as we were on my other trip, not even close. So yeah, you'll, you'll get some nice public transportation as well. well yeah. I guess it's not yeah. necessarily even public. But. Well, well, we're using the ferry, so we'll have their car, but Alice and I will be, use the train. We're going down to London by ourselves, so we'll go down That'll there. That'll be fun. And then over to Oxford. Well, I don't want to but. spoil too much, but I, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. That that sounds like it'll be an exciting time. So uh, come next week, Alice will be the guest, uh, and you guys will be somewhere in the UK, right? Uh, yeah, hopefully we're able to find a good time to record it, but only time will tell. Speaking of telling... <laughs> Do you want to? Uh, Ooh, he's tell too us smooth. He's too smooth. Too smooth. Smooth like a hot knife through butter. Well, that was very got, descriptive. Got got the uh, got the similes in here too. <laughs> uh, so, you know, tell us about uh, Puerto Rico. Have you been waking up? Have you been? Going I have at to it? say, I've been waking up on time. I mean, I've been up at like seven seven thirty every day um damn since since the last recording uh it has been busy and it's gonna be really busy for the next week or so too um you know without going into too much detail we've been visiting uh, houses all week about the uh, solar projects that we're going to install in the coming spring so, you know, we had the system of 200, we called about 75, and we're going to visit uh, just about 25. So this week, we have been visiting houses every day, um, waking up early and out of the house by eight uh, in the car, driving to like we will have a new route each day and uh, go to a different neighborhood. So the way it's set up here is in the kind of valley area, they have the town. So the neighborhoods, you know, El Pueblo. And then um, around the town, there's 15 other neighborhoods that are like, you'll take like a very thin one lane highway into the mountains and there'll be just a collection of houses. And and there's 16 of those in total, including El Pueblo. So it's cool because the daily trip and the route is driving through the mountains with just outstanding views. I mean, today we went to one neighborhood, uh, Vegas Arriba, and from the one of the houses we visited, you could see the like ocean on both sides. So it was really cool, you know, um, and not something you see too much of in the U.S. You know, usually the mountains are protected land, and you just don't see development like through mountains. You know, you'll see yeah. like ski lodges, like in Jackson. Uh, that's kind of the only example I can think of where it's like. A lot of infrastructure and buildings like on a mountain but here that's just like all of it so it's really cool because it's like a mountain range but it's just like scattered in houses and some of the views from these houses are just outstanding so it's been good visiting people there's definitely been some houses that we visited that have some just absolutely breathtaking like need um you know people who are in extreme poverty but like kind of more than that it's just their dependence on energy and how it's like just totally absorbs their life i mean there's one house that um you know 
nine people in the house, half of which were sick, two of which were, you know, bedridden with, you know, four machines, you know, like Jeez. really de- like depressing living situation. And the house like was in really bad shape. There's like a goat with like covered in bugs living in the house. But even more than that, it was like, I just got the energy bill sent to me uh, just a couple hours ago. And they're paying two hundred dollars a month for for their monthly energy bill, and it goes the energy goes out six times a month is what they told us. So they'll have like hour long outages six times a month, and when you only have like only one person in the house is working, two are studying, so it's like a big impact on their life. They're paying like. I, I wouldn't know what the percentage is, but a very, very high amount of the money they have is going towards energy. And when it goes out, which is very often, their lives are depending on this generator, which is just really expensive as well. So yeah, it was just a, a bad situation, um, very serious, um, you know, but in, in looking at the positives, it's good that we will be able to help these people and these people who i mean i have no idea but like the median income i think is about like maybe eight thousand for for the town here so and so these 200 people are a month is like huge chunk of that yeah so you can imagine that that the pressure of people's lives depending um on energy working, how expensive it is, and how it's going out so so often. It's like uh, there's one case that I'm that I described here that where it was just like insane, and they could pay off the solar system like in a couple of years. It kind of pains you to uh, know that you have to wait, even if the end result will be positive. So it sounds like you've been really busy. So I don't really know if you've had a ton of time to process this, but have your visits kind of changed your outlook on poverty and how people outside of a very wealthy place like the uh, 50 states of the U.S., because obviously Puerto Rico is a part of the U.S., but um, like have you has it changed your worldview at all or have you kind of already seen this in uh, San Juan and uh, your earlier places that you've been? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think that I'd say it's necessarily like changed my opinion because a lot of this stuff, you know, I have just seen the last five days, but it is, I mean, there's, there's some certain levels to it. One the poverty is not as extreme as it is in like a place like Haiti. Um, oh yeah, I forgot you've been there. Like that, I think changed a lot of my opinions and and stuff. But one of the problems and uh, one of the big talking points about the problems here is that it is a part of the U.S. and like a lot of these problems could be solved. And I know that. I wouldn't say that I've had a lot of opinion change, but I've been doing a lot of reading about uh, the problem and uh, the U.S.'s involvement. And I know, like, just yesterday, there was a New York Times article that, like, exactly talked about this. And it was, like, on the first page of the printed version. And it's, like, um, 
like it's part of the U.S. and these people are their lives depend on energy and they're paying more than anywhere other than Hawaii, anywhere in the U.S. And it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a colony and there is a lot of th- negative things that happen from its relationship with the U.S. And that's not to say that there's not good things that happen too, but there's a lot of problems that we just don't see in other places in the U.S. that you'd think we shouldn't see here. Um, but, so I don't want to say that I think my, my I've had like a change in opinion, but it is, I mean, kind of crazy to think that this is a part of the U.S. and could very easily be uh, like, and probably, I mean, politics here wouldn't agree with me, but could very likely, and some people would say it should be a state. And I mean, there is poverty like this in a lot of the parts of the U.S., but there's also a lot of stuff that's just way more extreme here. A lot of people living way below the poverty line. And a lot of stuff is more expensive too. I mean, stuff at Walmart's more expensive. Gas is more expensive. Electricity yeah. is obviously more expensive. Healthcare is worse. Yes. There's a lot of corruption. Like it's, 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 as I've said in kind of all the episodes, it's a really delicate and complicated problem, but kind of just reading all I can about it and talking to people, I, I feel like I'm understanding it better, but does that mean I have any idea what we could necessarily do to help it? Uh, like that's not something that, that, that is a very easy answer. Yeah, I'd forgotten you had gone to Haiti, so you've kind of already gotten that shock, I guess. But is their healthcare system private, just like the U.S., or do they have some kind of socialized system there? It is like the U.S., and it actually serves a lot of people, um, like other countries in the Caribbean. Uh, people will come here because it's higher quality than there. But it has a lot of the same problems as the U.S. where some of the stuff is just so expensive. And like some of the public health programs that we have in the U.S. are not uh, run the same here. And a lot of the uh, assistance that you can get from uh, programs in the U.S. aren't here. Medicaid, Medicare is like different in some ways. So it, it is it is flawed in a lot of ways where, you know, someone having a pretty good job will spend so much their money on health related stuff and energy and just stuff that shouldn't really be as much of a cost as it is because and it's a result of bad relations between the u.s um and poor governing you know here there's a lot of corruption the state is in debt uh so i don't know it's it's really interesting and very complicated as well yeah i'm sure Was there uh, anything else you wanted to bring up or is it, has it just kind of been that every day? Yeah, it's been a lot of that every day. Uh, uh, that, that's, that's what I did every weekday this week. Um, and then other than that, went to San Juan to pick up uh, all the coffee making supplies because today, for the listeners, uh, Saturday, um, we're, I'm waking up at 4 a.m. to make coffee. Uh, here so we'll be roasting coffee and then we have the leche the sun like board meeting so i gotta say something there and then uh i have i think i'm doing a hike saturday as well so it's gonna be a busy day and then next week we're visiting houses again um so anyway there's a lot of stuff going on here 
but but my day to day for the past week has been visiting houses and you know interviewing the people there getting all their conditions how much they're spending on electricity um and uh it's going to be a tough process picking the the 10 people who receive a system from the uh 25-ish sites that we'll visit so so that's that's my weekly update here so that brings us to the end of the first half of the ninth episode uh i'll be interviewing abe for the second half but jack uh, will be away and unable to record so thanks for a great episode jack i hope you are traveling safe by the time this comes out yeah i'm uh really excited to hear your and abe's conversation so uh, bye-bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about Ireland and uh, enjoy the second part. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second half of the ninth episode. Uh, very excited to have Abe joining us from Rochester, New York. Abe, how you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. I I just want to throw this out here. Abe was a hard man to reach. I was trying, <laughs> we've been trying to find a time that works. He's got like his his calendar's full, schedule's busy. You know, got a text Indeed. a couple of days ago. I'm like, I got a half hour at three, and I could maybe do twenty minutes, depending on if someone comes at seven. I'm like. So I, I want to know what what have you been up to? Why? How? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Up being busy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to come to college and just do everything I could, and yeah. uh, I guess that's what I did this semester. You know, obviously class is busy, like I've heard everyone else on the pod say. Yeah. Um, so classes and homework, obviously, but um, probably the biggest thing is I applied for and and joined this i guess it's essentially a club um called mert the medical emergency response team on campus and so basically like i'm training right now to become an emt and then eventually i'll have shifts on campus you know and wow it's a college campus so you'll have you know you'll have work cut out for you (laughs) yeah and so i got about eight hours of emt class every week plus you know other meetings and review sessions for that um, wow, and it's that's a lot. That's probably the majority of what my outside of class homework is. Yeah, so I'll I'll get back to the the EMT stuff in a second because I want to hear about that. But kind of before that, you know, it's the first semester of college. You are are in a pre med track, sort of. But uh, so what's the you know classes that you're taking? You know, start at the beginning. But I, I, I got some questions about the EMT stuff as well. So from the beginning, let's hear it. Yeah, so I guess my classes, you know, just your chem, your bio, your calc, and writing this semester, you know, pretty pretty basic standard stuff, stuff. You know, standard, you know, STEM, <laughs> STEM major classes. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to skip any of them uh, for pre-med. They just make it retake all the the you know the one on ones but and and that's all right you know definitely needed a refresher um so you know i was listening to like toby's podcast and i know that he he was taking a lot of cool classes um for stem for i think he's the same major as me uh, biochem yeah but, yeah i think he is you know i'm retaking some stuff that we've seen in high school but it's good you know it still keeps me busy nonetheless 
Yeah. So has that been uh, like kind of the culture in the class? I know talking to Eric last week at USC, he had some kind of specific insights on the personalities and the the people and such. Have classes been hard? <laughs> people have been nice. What's the social Honestly, you meet some. Yeah, yeah. You meet some cool people here. Um, definitely, you know, everyone you talk to has come from, you know, they were the top of their class in high school. And so it's pretty cool to talk to some of them. They've done some really cool things. Mm-hmm. I will be honest, though. The uni- I didn't really realize this before I came, but the University of Rochester gets some, I don't want to say weird. Weird's the wrong term. I, I, the way I describe it is there's just a lot of people who are just a little off. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like you, you talk to them and you're like, okay, we had a conversation and they're a little off. Yeah, there's uh, a... Uh, what's the what's the term there's a couple loose wheels maybe yeah you could say that you know just just so strange <laughs> but you know you definitely i mean not everyone it's an over over generalization to say that that's everybody yeah um you meet some really cool people i've met you know all my close friends i really really like them i thought they're they're really awesome people um a lot of fun you know the i don't know how much we could talk about the uh outside of academic fields <laughs> well you, you've been listening to everybody else uh yeah, yeah. just you know, a um, sprinkle yeah um definitely not your usc let's just we'll yeah, put it that yeah. way you know and i mean i knew that coming in you but, know, but I, I don't we, think that's that doesn't that's not really you either is your no i mean you know we go out on weekends we'll go out and it's you know it's fun so you're not, not going out seven days a week? No, 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 no. Nor could I. I don't. I haven't actually not gone out on Thursdays yet either. Um, a little too busy for that at the moment. Yeah, I, I understand that. I, I mean, talking uh, talking to know, some people, I'm impressed with how much they're getting out. But it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, you have to be willing to wake up that next morning. I mean, I have a nine a.m. on Friday, so mm-hmm. <laughs> staying up till two a.m. on. <laughs> On a Thursday would hurt. Yeah. Physically, I, mentally, emotionally. I, I'd imagine <laughs> so. And I, I think we both know some people who are going through that. Yeah. But Indeed. so so let's get back to the uh the EMT stuff. That's really cool. Is that something that typically people are doing in their first semester or um it's a mixture. The first this like new class, I guess you could say is uh, about half freshman, half sophomore. It's about the new class is 20 kids, half and half. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's about 10 of us who decided first semester we're just going to jump in two feet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there's other people going through the same thing. Yeah, that's that's a really cool thing to be doing, and you're going to be – so what's the what's kind of the timeline for, for that process? Yeah, so class through – End of February, test okay. at the beginning of March, the practical, and then hopefully the written New York State exam anytime after that. So probably, you know, late March or early April. And then by then I'll have my EMT cert. So, so you know, that's be an EMT technically. Like in no string, like no caveats. You're like no a, caveats. You could work on campus, you EMT. could work off campus, you could work, you know, at home in, you know, you know, in Niskuna work yeah. anywhere in the state <laughs> yeah and i think i mean i'm sure that that's pretty applicable knowledge even i mean you're in in the most likely case you're not going to end up 
being an EMT for the rest of your life, but the knowledge that you'll learn no. from doing that will probably be very helpful. Oh yeah. No, I mean, you know, I talk with some of my friends in the class and they're like, this is, you know, this, this is a lot. Like we're, you know, we get through a four hour lecture and we're like, uh, I did not retain any of that information. That's like, this is like, and that's cool. Like this stuff on steroids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Oh yeah. No, it's serious stuff. And we definitely have to, you know, a lot of studying outside to, to learn it, but it's just like, I mean, you know, you hear the jokes about med school and stuff and how tough it is and how intense it is, but you know, you don't really understand it until you're in it. And then doing this and knowing that this is just scratching the surface of what we, you know, you eventually have to know to become a doctor is yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kind of scary. I mean, you, you, you got a couple of years before you'll be. Oh yeah. You'll oh, be definitely. in med school. So don't let that There's take time. up too much of your, you know, brain oh, space. Yeah. But <laughs> sure. of course. I'm, I mean, that's probably an unavoidable thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not so, losing sleep over it yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure those days will come soon. Um, so you'll be a certified EMT, hope, hopefully, probably. I mean, knowing you, you'll you'll, I you'll think, be yeah. putting your best foot forward. Come come this summer. Yeah, yeah. So so what does that mean? So would you be doing stuff on campus? I mean, I'm sure that if you're a certified EMT, you'll be making some spending money and getting some really good experience as well right hopefully yeah i mean on campus well it's actually volunteer work on campus um so it's experience not spending cash but um you know the the cert is uh applicable everywhere so if i want a gmt job you know it's it's out there or there's other jobs that you can get you know summer jobs or, or other jobs that you know either require or um ask you to have some sort of medical certification like a yeah well i know um like roughing some of the soccer tournaments that i've done uh there was like every single one they have emts there that get oh yeah yeah on 20 bucks an hour on standby yeah Yeah. that's a big Um, thing and that's actually something we do uh on on campus for like the club teams and stuff not necessarily the uh varsity teams but the club teams that play um we'll do standby for them make sure that everyone's all right yeah yeah and I mean, I mean, I I can't imagine that's like you'll be dealing with serious stuff if if yeah, you're well, in if that you can, position. But yeah, a lot of intox on a yeah, campus. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> Good amount of those. A surprising number of trauma, meaning like people who fall, um, you know, and hurt I think their those arm probably go hand leg. in hand. And like probably some of it is intoxication induced, but. Still, like a surprising number of trauma calls come in to on the campus, which I was kind of surprised about. But yeah, so how big of a campus is it? Yeah, so there's about uh, six thousand undergrad uh, on like the campus that I'm on right now. Um, obviously, there's a lot. There's the graduate schools, which are adjacent to yeah the campus. Like I, you know, I walk to the hospital uh, when I want to go over there to to volunteer and stuff. Um, but not counting all of those campuses, my campus is 6,000 students and, um, it's pretty compact. You can walk across the whole thing in about 10 minutes. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty good size. You know, that's enough where you're not seeing the same people all the time. Oh yeah. No, I like that. You know, you, I'll turn a corner and I'll see someone I know and I can also eat completely alone without seeing anybody i remotely need to talk to mm-hmm. yeah it's <laughs> which is i nice. mean that that seems like a pretty perfect number 
Yeah, for me, it works perfect. You know, some people really love the massive schools, and some people like to know every single person they see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, outside of of that, what? I mean, it doesn't sound like you really have too much too much time. You are keeping yourself busy, but is there anything else that you know you are able to spend your time doing? I've been playing a surprising amount of tennis. I'm gonna be honest. I know we started over the summer. Uh, yeah, playing a little bit, you know, basketball, a little start getting into tennis. But like I play probably once or twice a week, <laughs> surprisingly. No, that's fun. Is that, it's a lot of fun. Is that outdoor? Um, There is outdoor, but I've just been playing indoor. Because Rochester's got to be getting cold. It is. I guess that is something you could talk about. It is, um, it's getting chilly. Today was probably the first day where I walked outside with just my like sweatshirt on and was like, that was dumb. <laughs> Yeah. It was I, probably forty five and windy. Oh, that's like legitimately chilly. Yeah. No, the wind is the wind is what catches you off guard. I mean forty five, you know, you could you could wear pants and a you know a, a sweatshirt in forty five yeah, degrees, but the wind just whips around the buildings here. The wind chill's no joke. It's chilly, especially at those nine AMs. It's a good wake-up call. You're not woken oh, up yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's only going to get colder. I guess that's going to be... Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Gonna... Colder and snowier. Yeah. Colder, snowier, and darker earlier. But Darker earlier. That's, that is yeah. the Northeast for you. It truly is. It's not really... I mean, luckily, you know, it's really not that different from Niskuna. Yeah. So, you know, that's... You're used good. to it. Yeah, just off the, you know, since we're so close to the lake, um, we get, get a little like, more the snow. lake effect snow and also the, the wind really is, is strong. Yeah. So it's been probably about two months, right, that you've been there, just about? Yeah, just about two months. Yeah, almost. Yeah, exactly. So it sounds, um, I mean, obviously you're, you're keeping your schedule full, but, you know, you're, you're feeling like you're in a good place, you know, feeling like the right place. Yeah. No. Yeah. In terms of like the school or just what I'm doing or the school, you know, your and your, your mental, I mean, oh. I guess the question's as simple as, do you feel like you're in the right place right now? Yeah. No, I'm very happy. I'm very happy that I am here right now. Yeah. I don't know if there's, I mean, yeah trying to think of how do I can elaborate on that. I mean, it's definitely different from yeah. anything I've done before. I mean, I think anyone on the pod would say that, you know, going college is different no matter what, surrounded by different people, um, different experiences, you know, really very little supervision. You know, your decisions oh, yeah. are yours. You make of it what you want. Um and but so far, yeah, no, I'm I'm very happy. Yeah, that that's really good to hear. Um, so I, I I know I talked about this with you a little bit in the past, but uh, you of all people um, seem to have kind of maybe the most structured plan looking forward. I know you have a pretty solid idea of of what you want to be doing in the you know five yeah. to ten year plan. So. Is that the same? And, you know, do you feel like that is changing in any way from, from the past two months? Um, so 
I guess I, I'm a little probably definitely like the far plan, like the 10 year plan, going to med school, becoming a doctor. I really, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm volunteering over at Golisano Children's Hospital, which is on the medical campus at Rochester. Um, and it's just made me want to do pediatrics more. Yeah. Um, so that, that part hasn't changed the, how I'm going to get there. I, I'm a little less certain on what my major wants, you know, what I wanted, how to get the degree to get there. Yeah. Um, you know, right now I said I'm biochem. Um, that was just kind of something to put on the, the applications, you know, you had to put something down. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I went with. Cause I was like, yeah, that sounds interesting. I, I guess I haven't really decided if that is really what, how I want to get there. Um, but other than that, definitely the 10 year plan, the 12 year plan is stayed the same, if not feel stronger about it. So, so you want to go into, to become a doctor and be helping children. Yeah. Pediatrics. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so what has, uh, like helping at the children hospital, what has that kind of consisted of? And yeah, you know, so that? I work, or I guess I, I volunteer in the, uh, child life area. So basically I go as, you know, just a, another person for these kids who are going through some pretty traumatic experiences, seeing a lot mm-hmm. of doctors, a lot of nurses, a lot of tubes and, and needles and, and beeping machines and make them feel more just like, you know, we just, they just want to play. You know, they're three, four, five-year-olds who yeah. hooked up some pre- pretty big machines and, you know, some of them can't leave their rooms because they're being monitored. And so, you know, just playing with them, you know, I have, uh, I, you, you see a lot when you're there. Um, you know, I work in the, both the pediatric ICU and also in just the inpatient. So a range of, you know, from, uh, developmental delay to cancers, to amputees, uh, you know, all these kids could, you know, under the age of 10, probably. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's, I mean, are you feeling, is that like fulfilling stuff, do you think? And is it just kind of reaffirming your want? Um, yeah. I mean, seeing, you know, the, these kids going through so much and being able to just go for three hours once a week and, and just playing with them, make, you know, they, they essentially treat them like they're normal kids, you know, that's all they want. They don't totally understand what they're going through is as yeah. traumatic as it is. You know, they don't, I guess they, they have never learned, they, they never knew anything else. Um, and so just, you know, seeing them make, you know, have, hoping to make their day a little better, play with them. You know, I'm not a doctor or a nurse or someone trying to poke them with something just there to, you know, read to them or, you know, yeah. play with the cars or, you know, whatnot, something, something like that. And yeah, really fulfilling definitely makes me want to continue down that path. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, and I mean, I'm sure it's good for you, but being able to help others, like, yeah, you're doing the good work. Yeah. I know, you know, helping others is, it feels good. Yeah. I, no I mean, we, we visited a house a couple of days ago where it was a kid who, uh, had some like pretty serious conditions and it's like the same, I don't yeah. know, it's the same kind of thing where like I'm sure you're walking out of there and you're feeling horrible for the the seriousness of some of those situations, but it, it makes you want to help, and that help is meaningful. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Is there is there anything else 
that you, you know, has, has been important or been on your mind, you know, in the past, in your, in your time so far that, that you do want to mention or something that you will want to remember looking forward? Um, well, we could go one of two ways with this. Um, I don't know if it's podcast worthy, but I can tell you a little bit about the food situation here. It's, uh, Oh, well, it's not ideal. of course that's, that's, that's been our, uh, our, our weekly update. We've been getting a review of the, the food scene at schools across the Northeast, across oh, the Northeast. Well, then you are going to love to hear this. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> so the University of Rochester has never been known for their food. Like that was the one thing walking in, before walking in, before like putting my deposit down that I knew was like the downfall of the school. Everywhere on Reddit, anyone I talked to was like, you know, the academics are great. People you meet are great. The professors are great, but the food sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, plain and simple. And, you know, I guess I, you know, I, I probably went in with a little too negative attitude about it, but like they weren't completely wrong. You know, when I first got here, you know, you, you try a bunch of stuff and you're like, okay, that's all right. That's inedible. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know if you have noticed this or if, excuse me, other people have talked about it, but there's a staffing shortage at a, uh, um, at a lot of schools, at least around here, a lot of just, just service workers, having the a, whole country, yeah, yeah is having a, a service worker shortage. And that is no different here. And so they had to close one of the dining halls. <laughs> yeah. I, Spencer was saying something similar at uh, Geneseo. Um, so yeah, there's, so there, there are normally, two, I guess I should go over, there's normally two dining halls and then like a, I don't even know what to call it, like a market kind of place. Mm -hmm. well, it's not even a market. It's like you can go and it's like fast food places, like not real, but there's like a like off-brand China Express. Yeah, an off-brand China Express, a subway shop or a sub shop, a um, a burger place, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. those are kind of the three main eateries on campus. Now, they then got rid of one of the dining halls <laughs> completely because they just didn't have the staff to run it. So now you're down to just two main places to eat. And then – the way, you know, we, you pay for food is normally for freshmen, it's just swipes because, you know, you don't know how much you're eating. The last thing you want to worry about is money um, for food when you're trying to adjust to a new place, right? So most yeah. freshmen have like a complete, you know, swipe plan where you just swipe in, eat as much as you can. Um, and then you can, you know, do that as many times a day as you want. That became an issue when they started closing dining halls. <laughs> Um, because now you have less places where you can swipe in and eat. <laughs> um, so you have less, not only is it less choice, but there are literally less times of the day where you can eat. So, so it's that was less choice, struggle. less times of the day, and the food hasn't been And the food either. just kind of, yeah, no, the food has not gotten better. You know, I guess you'd hope that if they're consolidating workers, maybe that it would get better, but no, it simply is just not good. <laughs> You know, you go yeah. and get Chipotle and you're like, this is salvation. <laughs> yeah. So are you, what's, what's your living situation? Like, do you have uh, somewhere where you can cook it all for yourself or? Unfortunately, no, there are like, well, there are kitchens. So I live in like your normal dorm style. So like I have, you know, a hall with like 30 kids on it. Um, and are I you live living... in a double. All right. So you so have, have one roommate? roommate? Yeah, mm -hmm. one roommate. And then there's like 15 other doubles in the hall um and then at the end of every hall there's a, a kitchen like a communal kitchen now i don't know about you but cooking in a place where there are 150 other people living and cooking and 
you know, who knows how well it gets cleaned after people cook their food, whatever they're cooking. Um, yeah. Probably not something I'm going to really want to use too often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... You know, having your own kitchen is, there's a reason, you know, it's you get comfortable with your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. So what's the, are you in a dorm next year? Or does it switch to an apartment or off campus? So yeah, next year is a kind of a question mark. There are... A couple places just for juniors and seniors. Those are the nicest. They're like still technically owned by campus, mm-hmm. but they are slightly off campus. Like I guess if you know the geography of Rochester, there's a river that runs basically through the middle of it. Okay. And the university is basically surrounded on one side by a bend in the river and then the other side, a cemetery. So we are pretty secluded even though we're like technically in the city of rochester um but the other the upperclassmen housing is across the river their apartments they're very nice i must say um so we can't have those as sophomores but hopefully we'll get a a suite next year okay Um, so so you know live with your friends yeah so have you still no kind of found yourself a circle um Yes, fortunately I have. That was actually not easy. I don't know if anyone on the pod has talked about that yet, but um, the first week was rough, I must say. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have had talking to them. I don't know how much of it actually made the released episode, but like it's not easy and like some of the COVID rules and online stuff has not helped that. Yeah, I mean the first week for us it was like an orientation thing. Um, you know, everyone's trying to meet people, but it's still, you know, it's hard, even though, you know, everyone else, like you can talk to anyone and they'll want to talk to you because they also know no one, but it's still just not easy. You know, for me, I'm also not great at like just going up and talking to people. Not the most extroverted I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone really is too good. Like, um, yeah. And so that, that first week was rough trying to find people that you like. Um, but you know, once you did it, it, it got a lot better. Um, yeah. And with COVID, luckily our rules are not as strict as many other campuses or at least other campuses I've heard of, you know, ours masks indoors at all times, except if you're in your room or basically if you're in a room, there's no real restrictions on where you can go. So you can go up to anybody's room. There's, you know, we can, you know, you, you can just go up. There's no one's really going to question which dorm you live in or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. So, we, you know, we can all hang out. And is out everyone vaccinated as well? Everyone is vaccinated. Yeah. Okay. So everyone is vaccinated. Um, and so COVID numbers have actually stayed pretty low, luckily. Um, the one thing that hasn't is like, of course, like, I don't know what you want to call it, freshman flu or frat flu or whatever you want to call it, but that definitely goes around. I swear I was sick for the first six weeks of school. Oh yeah. That seems to be I a got fun story. Every cold possible here. So that was fun. Uh, you know, when, you know, you're in your class and you just have to like hack up a bunch of mucus. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and you still hear coughing in, you know, lecture halls <laughs> all the time. Oh, but, I I believe it. Yeah, but luckily, no COVID has actually stayed pretty low. So lucky about that. Yeah, that that's good. Um, and I I I mean Rochester's not like a beaming metropolis, so it's not like there is no. a lot of people visiting, and you know 
Right. It, yeah. It's similar to what Toby has said about how Colgate is not like a, uh, you know, there's not a lot of people coming in and out from. Yeah, there's certainly Colgate. not at the university, at least. You know, I mean, in Rochester, people are going there. You'll see people. Um, yeah. And the areas around the this the university are not. Um, how do we say this? They're not the safest areas of Rochester, directly oh, yeah. adjacent to the actual campus. Um, you know where all the frat houses and sport houses are, off campus sport and frat houses. Uh, there's a reason all the sport and frat houses are there is because the land and property on it is very cheap. <laughs> um, so they're not the best areas, unfortunately. There have mm-hmm. been a few incidences of students going off and getting hurt uh, off campus uh, over there. So that's unfortunate. That was something I did not really realize uh, coming here that would be, uh, you know, a question when you go off campus that, you know, you are not as safe as you may hope to be. Luckily mm-hmm. on campus is very safe. Um, and which is why it is also like a more just secluded, you know, you don't get like your NYU where people are just constantly in the city or 99% of people are on campus majority of the week. Yeah, so are you uh, spending little a little are you spending too much time outside of the campus or not really. I mean like from for I I mean you know, my parents just visited and that was the first time I'd like been into the city and like had dinner and went to a cafe and stuff. Um mm-hmm. I have gone to like Target maybe two or three times with friends before that. Um and that's not even in the city. That was that's like in a suburb. Uh, okay. Kind of like a strip mall kind of thing. Um, but yeah, really the only off campus was going to, you know, across the river is how we, we say it. It's kind of funny, you know, we go, if we literally say across the bridge, you know, at home. Yeah, are, yeah. Across the bridge. And same thing here. You go across the bridge when you want to, you know, you're looking for a night out. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really the only reason I'd probably go out. So it seems like you're doing really well and doing some good work and on track to you know be spending a life doing some really you know positive stuff so you know thank you for that first and and thanks so much for joining it's been a pleasure talking to you i really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me on (laughs) a lot of fun so uh you guys can check out the website abodebeer.org jack has a new post it's live uh, just some pictures from his time in Ellis, Ireland, and uh, and you should check it out. I just saw him. It's it's really cool. I know he tried to explain it. You know, maybe his explanations were a little weak, but check out the pictures. Uh, thanks again, Abe, and we'll talk to you guys next week.